Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's my check. It's my check. The podcast by Mike Myers. Hello, horny babies. Hello, waniacs. And welcome to another <laughs> thrilling episode of Mike Check, the only podcast where two comedians attempt to go through the entire filmography of Mike Myers just to check if it's good or if it is not so good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm mixing up our little saga at the start of the show. Okay. Um, my name is Alexi Toliopoulos, and with me, as always, is Mr. Cameron James. Hello, Lex. It's so good to see you. I'm sorry we didn't get to talk last week. I missed you. I missed Mike. I missed uh, the horny babies. I missed the cheeky monkeys, if I'm going to be honest. There's been a lot of talk about the cheeky monkeys of late, and I cannot stop thinking about it. <laughs> it has obsessed my mind. Let's talk about that, but let's bring in our guests for today. Would you Absolutely. care to introduce them? Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are very thrilled uh, to have an esteemed comedian, podcaster, and pop culture enthusiast mm, mm. join us today uh, in the Mike Check Republic. Please put your hands <laughs> together for Justin Hamilton, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Yes. What a thrill. This is great. I've been looking forward to this. We've been talking about doing this for a while now. For a very long time. Yeah, and we talked about it for ages, and I kept thinking, I should watch Inglorious Bastards and get prepared for it. And yeah. then uh, <laughs> when we locked it in last night, well, I watched it today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched it today as well. Yeah. yeah. I watched it at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh Man, God. that's, a, you guys that's are, an intense breakfast. Yeah, you guys really are amateurs. Is. I watched it at 11 p.m. last night. Oh, so, oh yeah. right. I might know a little thing or two about it more than you guys. Right. <laughs> You've had a bit of extra time to mull on it. Far out. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of mull, we're all blazed on weed <laughs> yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're coughing it up right now and we are loving it. Yeah. Get ready for breakfast. <laughs> but it's a it's an interesting episode today because we're doing and we've stumbled upon this before. We're doing an episode in a show that is primarily, I dare say, Mike Myers focus. We're doing yes. an episode that features minimal Mike. It's minimal, Mike, but it's uh, I reckon it's maximum Mike as well. Mm. <laughs> That's probably true yeah. in many ways. He is a ham. We've yeah. discussed it before. Mike Myers, if he were to be any type of deli meat, it would be a ham. <laughs> yeah. No, I reckon he's pretty great in this. Uh, it, it feels like he's uh, channeling... Uh, like a Richard Attenborough from mm. uh, The Great oh, Escape. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. kind of uh, proper and sincere with a touch of, I know something you don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. It's really he's, never doing a, he's never doing a real original character that we've never seen before. It's always shades of 
classic Hollywood mm. or something yeah. and stuff. But before we, I guess before we get too deep into it, I should ask you, Hamo, mm. what is your relationship like with Mike Myers? What do you know of the guy? Are you a fan? Have you watched oh, yeah. many of his movies? Yeah, like I, I have to say that uh, the majority of his films that I've seen, I've uh, laughed my ass off. Yeah. You know, I, I, the first Wayne's World was... I was just the right age for that. Oh, yeah. So when that came out, that was fantastic, you know. And, uh, and also Austin Powers. I remember, I remember seeing it at a time where some people weren't quite certain if it was meant to be that. Really? So I, yeah, I knew a couple of people who went, oh, it's just awful. Like, what's it trying to be? And I said, funny. <laughs> That's what it's trying like to the, be. The parody was lost on people. Yeah, yeah. They thought it was just uh, not very good, and they couldn't work out if that was the parody. <laughs> Who are these people? They oh. are making my blood boil. Oh, Alexi is standing. I am steaming right now. Sweating. Mate, they're, they're either they're either dead or breeding. Either. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. I <laughs> my blood is boiling. You could cook, you could cook a pasta right now with my blood. Oh, That's all oh, I'm saying. Jesus, wow. yeah. If you don't get Austin Powers, who the hell do you think you are? Right. That is a, yeah, and that's the thing. See, we all have our own litmus tests mm. for lovers and friends, you know, like, you, Alexi, I dare say Austin Powers would be a litmus test yes. for you if a friend, if you're trying to make new friend or yes. perhaps a romantic interest. Yes, perhaps I might take a lover. <laughs> oh, my lord. <laughs> you, wow. you, you pop on Austin Powers, date yeah. two or three. Yes. And well, if there's no, I turn no on my chuckles, rotating, there's no fuckers. I turn on my rotating bed. I say, take a seat with me here. <laughs> Wow. And if they don't laugh, if they don't find it sexy, if they don't become horny, it doesn't work. Right. Wow. You politely show them the door. Yes. Yeah. On your way. You've ruined it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though. We've all got them. We've all got them. You know? And uh, and i got to ask, so you, you're a fan, would you say, or would you say you're a casual observer of mine? Uh, I reckon I'm a casual fan. Yeah, okay. Casual you fan. You know, the, okay. the, uh, like... I've you wouldn't do seen... a podcast about it. I wouldn't do a podcast about it. But I would definitely appear on it. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. That's the level that we've come to expect yeah. from yeah. a lot of people, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I find him a little bit fascinating because it seemed like he could do no wrong. Mm. And then, you know, even his misfires were still pretty funny in a... But just yeah. in a slightly offbeat mm. way. Uh, and, and, and then it just... It stopped. Everyone mm. just went, no. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was so sudden. I, I don't quite know what happened. That well, happens I'll, sometimes, though, doesn't it? It happens with... Performers, the, yeah. the universe agrees that mm. they're the funniest person, and we've seen it happen since. Mike, Moore, uh, Will Ferrell was one of those Will people Ferrell. who seemed to be touched by the finger of the cosmos, yeah. And everyone just went, "Will Ferrell's the funniest person ever," and then all of a sudden, not so much. I don't know. Just oh, like, has that happened? Up. I mean, I, th- oh, I still think Will Ferrell's funny. Oh, his last few films haven't gone quite as well, have that's they? That's right. Yeah, he's kind of fallen and off. That's really funny. Yeah, he is. he's got the great right stuff. You know, uh, you always know a funny actor when they can kind of take a subpar script and suddenly that's the movie you yeah. own on DVD yeah. that you watch more than the movies you love. Yes. yes. For me, it's semi-pro. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you know, really? I've actually... Yeah. That's the one that I would say I'm least into, but I, it is... I'm, I'm a basketball fan, oh, so yeah. I kind of uh, have an, uh, you know, a base understanding of the mm. ABA from where that story yeah. is set. So I kind of enjoy <laughs> all of that. And, and some of the scenes go too long, which make me laugh. <laughs> like where you just go, okay, this is done. And it just keeps it's going. going. <laughs> and I I just enjoy him yelling when he thinks the bear's going to attack him. Like, uh, <laughs> there's just, he's just funny. 
I watched it for uh, Andre Ice Cold 3000. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be good. I'm keen to see Andre in a, yeah. in a role like this. And then yeah. I was sort of just kind of disappointed. Mm. <laughs> now, give but, it another go. Yeah, I'll give it another go. Yeah. Give it a go. I think Talladega Lights would, Nights would be my Will Ferrell one that I've watched more than anything. Yeah, really? Right. Yeah, and it's not one of his best ones. Yeah. No, but, I've but sometimes it a lot. It, uh, that movie, you know, that they hit something. Yeah. You know, they just appeal to some part of your brain that makes no sense. If someone said, yeah, but it's this, this, and this, you'd go, yeah, yeah, but that's what I like. Mm. <laughs> I guess you've just summed up our entire podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think as well what those movies do so well is that they nail that genre. They're all that yeah. parody of a genre, parody of a style, and they just nail it. Yeah. But it's interesting what you were saying before, Justin, about how... Uh, Mike just totally fell off the earth. Yeah, and he fell off like the per- like the taste that he'd created. Everyone had kind of it had grown sour in their mm. mouth, if you will. And we are <laughs> in that exact period of time right now when we're talking about uh, the film we're going to be discussing today, Inglorious Bastards, mm. because it is the first film that he made post Love Guru. It happened yeah. exactly mm. about one year later after Love Guru uh, mm. really um, fucked shit up in the world. <laughs> yeah. Really took out all the Razzies and really fucked everything up for this poor guy, Mike. Yeah. Myers, uh, I do so admire. Uh, and uh, so he is in the exile period of his career, I would say. Oh, at yes. the start of it. Yeah. yeah, at the start of the exile period. So this is his work out of the mainstream. Yeah, and that's th- a good move, I reckon. I think it's very exciting. Yeah. And I often wonder... Uh, you know, we talk about Tarantino as a director, and God, he's one of the greats, I must say. Tarantino, one of the all-time great directors. Oh, watch out, someone's going out on a limb. Yeah, guys. <laughs> that is crazy, man. Next year, he'll be praising man. Spielberg. Come oh. on. Come on. Spielberg, he did direct Austin Pussy, one of uh, Austin Powers' uh, greatest <laughs> movies. Uh, but uh, apart from that, I'm not too familiar with his oeuvre. I must Not say. even too familiar with the word oeuvre. No, I say oeuvre. <laughs> uh, Sounded we... like you were running out of batteries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I do reveal that I'm a robot at some point in every podcast. Uh, so I will, right. be running out, I will be running out of charge eventually. Um, <laughs> just then as I did run out of energy to tell. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> So he's really getting into the role. Yeah, thank you so much. Not enough people praise my performance yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. It will be actually. I'm. I am interested too to know a little more about what was going on in Mike's mm. life at this point because the the movie had come out, The Love Guru, big failure. Yes, big uh, kind of universally panned movie. Yeah, and we we just watched it for a live episode recently, and gotta say, I agree with the critics on this one. It's mm. no yeah. good. Yes. Right. I think there are moments that we found joy in it. I sure, think there was some funny sure. stuff in it. Yeah. Um, but it was mainly everyone was right 10 years ago or nine years ago when they said yeah. it was a turd. So it's an interesting choice to work in a different genre with a, mm. with an yeah. auteur director now at this point yeah. in his career. It almost could have been a turning point. It almost could have been a, a writing it's himself a back onto yeah. the character actor roles. Yeah. That yeah. he was kind of doing in the late nineties with or the early nineties with stuff like uh fifty four. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't didn't quite go that way. Yeah, I, well, I feel like you. I feel like when you you look at those choices, they're smart moves. Mm. That the, the movies uh, as a as an idea were, mm. yeah, I'll do this now. Yeah, but then the movies just weren't quite good enough mm. to tip you over. Yeah, I, know, I, know. I think as well because when we do think about uh, Quentin Tarantino, one of his things he's best known for in popular culture is reviving someone's career, mm-hmm. and I think. Uh, had this been done a few years later, instead of right 
close a year later hot on the heels on the absolute disaster that was the love guru yeah this might have had the same effect for mike myers <laughs> oh, but yeah. i think because it hadn't been long enough for him to kind of become a little bit more obscure in popular culture yeah mm. that did stop the new mike renaissance or a new era in his uh in his filmography to kind of kick off i think you're right i think it was too soon but then again i also I don't know if I could imagine him appearing in something like Hateful Eight or, or Django. God, can you, you know? imagine who he would be in those? Imagine if he was pl- playing Calvin Candy in Django, if he played Leonardo well, DiCaprio's no, no, no. He, role. He yeah. would have played the... Um, oh, God. What's the guy from... Um, Don Johnson? Yeah, the Don Johnson uh, yeah. role. He or he could have been in, yeah, in oh. the KKK with Jonah Hill and Don Man, Johnson. Man, I would have hated if he took Don Johnson's role. I really, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I loved Don. him in that. Yeah. 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 Thank, well, thank God it didn't kick off. I know. I'm glad these movies didn't do well for him because I would have missed out on the Don. That's right. We all need the Don in our Or maybe lives. he would have been in Be Cool. <laughs> he would have <laughs> taken over the Chili Palmer role from, from John Travolta. That is a stretch. Wow. That's I a would stretch. love that to happen if he had the same trajectory as John Travolta after Pulp Fiction. Wow. And then just kind of obscure ends up in obscurity yet again. He makes swordfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's dig into uh, this scene in particular. Mm. Have you got a synopsis? Yes. Let's get though? into our discussion of Inglorious Bastards. An American secret service outfit that lives deep behind enemy lines. The Germans call them the bastards. The bastards. Yes. Because these Yanks have been them the devil. That's about it. You heard about us, you probably heard we ain't in the prisoner taking business. We in the killing Nazi business. Cousin, business is a booming. Sure is. Three days from now, Joseph Goebbels is throwing a gala premiere of one of his new movies in Paris. In attendance will be most of the German high command. Basically, we have all our rotten eggs in one basket. The objective? Blow up the basket. Oh, yes, 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 yes. There's something you don't know. Which is? Hitler is attending the premiere. How do you intend to get in that premiere? You'll rendezvous with our double agent. She'll take it from there. <laughs> Lieutenant Aldo Rain, I presume? Inglorious Bastards from the year 2009, directed by Quentin Tarantino, one of the world's finest directors. A Jewish cinema owner in occupied Paris is forced to host a Nazi premiere where a group of American soldiers called the Bastards plans a face-off with none other than the great dictator himself, Mr. Adolf Hitler. Mm. When I said great, I mean not great as in a cool dude. <laughs> it seems I mean, like you're praising no, no, Adolf no. Hitler I, a Please bit. let the record show I am not a fascist. I'm not a Nazi. I am a nice little boy, and mm-hmm. I didn't mean to. I meant great, as in his influence on history was tremendous. Oh, oh no! <laughs> you <laughs> keep using these positive Terror, words. It was really, really bad. Okay. Famous black. Oh, let me edit that out. Famous. Bad- no, you got to no, keep it all in. You got to keep it in. Famous yeah. bad bloke Hitler. I'm sorry. Yeah. It is canon oh, now God. that you are a nationalist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's canon. Yeah. I have no national pride. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Your words seem to differ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Mike Myers does not play anyone described in that. Uh, he appears in one scene and one scene only mm-hmm. at the beginning of Chapter 4, where he plays a British intelligence officer, Mr. Ed Fennick. Ed Fennick, mm. okay. 
That's a great name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is a good name. Well, you'd want to, uh, if you were to appear in something with a prominent role, you'd want to... You'd want that good name. You want that name that doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense in the real world. I I wonder, you know, they could have given the role to Paulie Fennick mm. or something like or that. Or Mario Fennick if they yeah. want to age the character up a yeah. little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you love it if Mario Fennick was in this scene? Yeah. The Falcon, the Falcon himself. Because yeah. Yeah. then that's another tie into classic Hollywood, the Maltese Falcon. He's there in the room. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen that Mario Fennec clip where he's interviewing a man that has one arm and he hands him a... T- like, he's ha- they're walking around the guy's house. He's doing a tour of the house. Right. And he hands him a saucer with tea on top of it and the guy having one hand, he can't pick the tea up of the saucer. Oh, no. So they're just walking around the house with him holding no. this. No. Are you serious? That's true. For our, for our overseas listeners, if you don't know who Mario Fennec is, he's like an Australian oh, football man. hero who became a media personality, but he's famously quite... Um, Thick in the head. Yeah, quite dim-witted. Oh, and no. there is an Australian term called a falcon where a ball hits you on the head and bounces off mm. that is uh, named... I don't know if it's named after him or if he's named after that. <laughs> I think it's a chicken-egg situation. It's a real falcon, falcon, and falcon the egg. in the egg situation, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a great a great mm. casting option, but they went with Mike Myers for this yes. one, and I'm glad they did. Now, can you describe the scene for us, please, Alexi? What yes, happens in this so scene? in this scene, uh, Mike plays a British intelligence officer, and he's in a grand room made of wood with a globe inside. I'd call it a war room. It, it is some sort yeah. of war room. Mm. I would definitely agree to that. I would say it's uh, definitely the war room it's, in, it's uh, the that, war in that war. Yeah, yeah. I, would, yeah. I would not disagree. Yeah. You guys have brought up valid points. I will incorporate them into my <laughs> into my um, painting that I'm painting for everybody out there. Right. And it is beautiful. It's a war room. And in the war room as well, chuffing on a huge stogie, is Rod Taylor playing perhaps... Winston Churchill. Now, what's Rod Taylor credited as in this? I don't film? remember. Churchill? Winston Churchill. Churchill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Churchill. Well, they don't say it out loud, and I was wondering... You don't maybe have to. You know why? Mm. He looks like Winston Churchill. Yeah. I always get Winston Churchill and Alfred Hitchcock confused when I'm about to say the name. Same silhouette. It's yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that one second before my mouth makes the, the actual noise. Yeah. Like, shit, which one is it? <laughs> when they caught up, they used to joke about it with each other. I uh, turned around in the shadows. I thought I was you for a moment. <laughs> I laugh. I love yeah. that kind of English humour. I love it. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. So, and then... Who should enter but another Mike? Mike Fassbender, <laughs> who is playing a film critic turned person who fights in the war. Soldier? Soldier. No, no, no. I don't know what what his ranking is, but he's he's become a person who fights in the war. Yeah. I mean... Which war. is kind of what used to happen back then. In in back in the day. Thank God, not these days. I, really I mean, man. imagine if Roger Ebert had to fight... <laughs> Imagine if we had to in the war. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. Had, we had oh, all yeah. worked with film cri- as film you know. critics. It could be us yeah. under yeah. Mr. Mark oh, Fennell you- leading us into battle. <laughs> yeah. What did you do before the war? I made I was a podcaster. Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, that'll well, inspire be, hope. Uh, Colonel David Stratton. Yeah, David yeah. Stratton leading us into battle. Yeah. Margaret um, sitting there smoking a stogie while we're yeah. getting while we're getting the rundown of what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah this would be great. I mean, I'll, the- I would turn straight away. I would come uh, on, dude. Yeah. yeah, I'd turn on this country. I've no. Mm, you're going to become a TV critic, huh? Yeah, I definitely would. I'd you're going to start a TV <laughs> recap show, huh? I'd fight for the other team doing film reviews for them if they kept me out of the war, out of the shit, oh, you know. I can't no. go on the shit, man. 
Mate, I'll just roid up and stop it. <laughs> oh, fair <laughs> That's enough. what I'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to take roids, but I'll I'll just roid up and I'll fix it. And no, then fair enough. Everything will be fine. You won't have to do anything. Yeah. That's my vow. Thank I, God yeah. we've got one brave dude on vow. our team. My vow is that I will roid up. <laughs> <laughs> and I will destroy the other side, regardless yeah. Yeah. of whether the roids take or not. Mate, it'll be fine. <laughs> well, that asks a, is a question to my mind before we continue with mm. the describing scene. Would you guys be a bastard? Oh, for sure. I could handle it. Would you be a oh, bastard? Oh, like, uh, like in that group. Because yeah, I am yeah, a bastard. I don't so mean that in bastard. The real world. Yeah. I don't mean the emotionally scarring bastard. Yeah, I that's mean. the one I am. Yeah. So I, the, the, I mean the scalping. Yeah. Uh, wow, this has gotten intense. <laughs> oh, no, you mean the scalper. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> but yeah, like, fuck, man. Yeah, hanging out with Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah, be a blast. They're all pretty funny. Like, yeah. all of them, all you know, have really distinct characters. And watching them interact is is hilarious, I reckon. I reckon they are, yeah. It's a good group Do you reckon they riff? They're hanging out riffing? Yeah, we don't see much of their riffs on screen, mm. but I reckon they, they had some good banter. They were Man, they're close. Fun. Yeah, they're tight. Yeah. They're tight. And, uh, you know, just that sense of uh, maybe... In the real world, not educated, mm. but all of them are fucking smart in a way that we will never comprehend. It's almost <laughs> as if their their words were written by Quentin Tarantino in many right. ways. They, they oh, but no, but you know, you know, yeah. people who kind of know cunning and mm. uh, and have uh, kind of different drives. It's a little bit more, uh, you know. Survival of the fittest kind. Oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. That's street smarts is what street I like smarts. to call it. And yeah. I've got a bit of it myself. Have you? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I disagree. You see me. I, I, <laughs> well, you know, maybe I could see myself, you know, doing that kind of thing. Being a bit cunning. You've got you cul-de-sac cul-de-sac smarts. You go, you go, <laughs> se- sesame street smarts. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I was watching it and I always, whenever I watch war movies or action movies, I try to picture who I would be in the ragtag mm. team in the Motley Crew. And I really, watching it this time around, I was thinking You're I actually Kruger? would be one of the Germans that they caught yeah. in the first oh, in the first scene of them. I'd be the one who's like saying to them, I'm going to burn my uniform when I get home, like mm. trying to beg my way out of <laughs> yeah, scalping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I hated being a Nazi. Yeah. Please let yeah. me out getting a swastika branded mm. into my forehead. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> that is probably who I I'd probably be the guy that makes cheese on a farm. Oh, back yeah. in the day. <laughs> the Frenchman? Yeah, yeah, the French yeah. guy. With nice beard. Hot daughters. Hot daughters. That's my dream. To just have four beautiful daughters is Mate, my biggest so, dream. Yeah, because the stress wouldn't be anything. Exactly. <laughs> like, it'd be great just yeah. never panicking about all the guys out there. I know. Unless four you, of them. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Four. <laughs> four beautiful women. Each. Each lovelier than hotter than the last. <laughs> oh man, this That's is not weird at all. This is turning into a Donald Trump situation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, continue describing the scene for us. So, so Mike Fassbender enters. Mike Fassbender enters the room, and might I say, in this moment, the, a star is born. Yeah, mm. he comes straight in. He beautifully handles the scene, mm. and Mike and him have a wonderful tête-à-tête. And isn't that crazy? That now one of the world's most celebrated actors, biggest movie stars, he was brought into this world. With Mike Myers, one of the one of the in the nineteen nineties, one of the world's biggest stars, yeah. bring him in into this world, like saying, some comedic handmaid. Yes, you may take up the mic handle now. Yeah, now you are the mic, Mike to Mike. 
who would have thought that we would have seen a, we a need to generation make this, passing in yeah, this? Yeah, we need to make this into a documentary. Like, we've underestimated everything here. I think that's what happened right here, is that's yeah. true. There is a, there is a lot for yeah. a whole documentary to be made on this scene, yeah. where it went from one mic to the next mic. Yeah, that's why Michael Fassbender refuses to make any movies with anyone called Mike. <laughs> exactly. He refuses to hand it on. That is 100% yes. true. You can look it up. There are yes. no other look mics in anything. No I mics can't in wait. Covenant. No, no. mics Michael in... Sarah comes out in, in Alien Covenant 2, and he's like, okay, now you are the droid man. You are the next one to handle all of this. But I think that's quite fascinating. Yeah. Good on uh, you. When, sure. when Fastbender turned up, uh, I'd never seen him before. Mm-hmm. and it, But it was one of those performances that was so assured that you were like, hang on, do I not know that guy? Yes. yes. Yeah. I was like, this guy must be a huge celebrity. Yeah, and watching it again, I had the same same memory of uh, of just going... Yeah, that's right. I had no idea who he was, but I kind of walked out and would be talking about that particular scene and yeah. and, uh, and never being able to remember his name and couldn't quite work mm. out why. I think this movie is full of those performances, though. Mm. From yeah. It's like, obviously, Christoph Waltz was a, a breakout oh, actor Star from, was born. from this. Another Star Wars moment. Even your your Frenchman character, who you would be, is incredible in that mm. opening twenty minutes. He's so oh, yeah. great. There was not a bad performance. Paul Rust nails it in the one second he's on screen. Oh yeah, I forgot he had. He's his... great. There's a lot of great little BJ Novak. Yeah, Sam Levine as yeah. well from Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. How crazy is it that the movie finishes with BJ Novak and Brad Pitt <gasps> I know. looking down in a pretty tough. I was just moment. thinking that today. Like he is BJ Novak is in the final frame of Inglorious Bastards. Where yeah. he's in the frame where moment. Brad Pitt and might I say the director and rather himself declares this might just be my masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a, And the snotty boy from the office is in that shot. Yeah. That is a stunning way to finish a movie because <laughs> yeah. I reckon he's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. when it, I remember when it came up and you just kind of went, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah no, I'll you've convinced it. me. I agree. And I and mm. I saw uh, I saw Reservoir Dogs at the cinema with not much knowledge about uh, mm. what was going to occur. You blank slated it. Oh, holy man! I got to the end, and I just remember sitting next to my friend uh, Matthew Paxson, and we just didn't know what to say. Wow. We were like, yeah. "What the fuck <laughs> just happened?" Yeah. And then. Uh, Pop Fiction came out and going and seeing that at the cinema was a lot of fun. I saw that about three or four times at the cinema. Uh, my favourite time was, uh, you know, when John Travolta turns up at the end, the woman <laughs> behind me saying, hey, I thought he was already dead. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there going, you have not followed any of this. <laughs> this is your third time watching You're like, I've mapped out the timelines, yeah. baby. Mate, imagine what happened when she saw Inception. <laughs> you know what I think I've realised has just happened, ladies and gentlemen, is that is we have stepped out of the podcast mic check and we yeah. have stepped into a brand new episode of a brand new podcast called Quintessential. <laughs> Yes. yes, we are here, and we are happy to admit that we are Tarantinos. We're Tarantinos. Oh, yeah. I love Quentin Tarantino. I must say, he's made some of the best movies of all times. Yes, we're talking Jackie Brown. Yes, we're talking Death Proof. Yeah, I love Death Proof. We're talking about Kill Bill One and Two, Volumes One and Two. Of course, we're talking about Hateful Eight. Yes, we're talking about Eight Heads in the Duffel Bag. <laughs> we're talking about Coneheads, Boondock Saints, Boondock Saints. <laughs> yeah. All of the best movies of all yeah. time. Yeah. We're talking about Donnie Darko. Get shorty. Donnie Brasco. Yeah, Donnie and Marie. <laughs> the Osmonds. Yeah. Dante, 
Dante yeah. Basco, who played Rufio in Hook. Dante's yeah. peak. All the great films. <laughs> he's really... Yeah. He's out there, man, doing it. And he has a great knowledge of cinema himself. Yes. And, and I, that's the cool shit. I have to say, I think I agree with you by saying this might be his masterpiece. Yeah. I, I really like this movie. But I tell you what, I didn't realise how much I... Uh, the first time I was watching it, I was really enjoying mm. it. I was having a good time. Where were you? I'll set the scene. I was in my mum and dad's house. Wow. I'm watching it on a DVD, which stands for Digital Video Disc. Drive. An obsolete technology yes. that no longer is relevant. And okay. I have, uh, have a I lot disagree. of them. I <laughs> have wow. a lot of them. Um, and uh, I remember getting through it. I'm like, okay, what this is all right. What kind of screen you packing? Flat screen, tubular? Baby, we're talking LCD. Whoa, yeah. brother, crystal clear, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And I didn't start to... I didn't fully click with this movie really? until they shot Adolf Hitler in the face. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the moment that I really went, I get it. I get yeah, it now. Yeah. I get it. This is a fantasy. It is yeah. Jewish revenge porn. And yeah. I'm on board. Yeah, you suddenly at that point realise, oh, this, this isn't realistic. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not meant to take it yeah. uh, too seriously. <laughs> this is fun. Uh, this is this is art. This is cinema. Mm. This is fun. And we are going to really shoot Hitler in the face for way too long. No, we're not just going to shoot him. It's going it, to it's going to happen. It pulverizes his mm. face. Because this was this his first uh, period film. I think it was right. Uh, uh, yes, I believe so. This is before Django. As of now, he has April not 8. done anything set. In contemporary times, it's all yeah. been period films yeah, since, since this. then. So I remember we we had a context for Quentin Tarantino movies set in present day. Please call him QT. QT. We had a we had a context for it. We knew the the language, the kind yeah. of heightened gangster world or whatever. And then, but seeing him do a period film was confusing for me the mm. first viewing until that moment when I realised I was watching a comic book essentially, yeah. and it was a fantasy retelling of history. And then I was. 100% on board. Yeah. I think this is his most interesting film as well because this is the most packed in jo- uh, genre hybridity he's ever done. Like, there's so many uh, hybrids of genres put into it. Like, on one level, it just is a classic kind of English or Hollywood uh, World War II picture. Mm-hmm. Kind of stuff like uh, the life and death of Colonel Blimp and like the stuff that the archers would do back in the 40s. So sorry, guys. I am a real film nerd. I get movies. I understand Hang on. Them. Why are you apologising? I just listen. I'm scared. <laughs> no, that don't I'm, do that. Like okay. people, are, you know why people are listening to this? Because you're a film nerd. Like if you were some <laughs> fair weather film guy sprouting your shit, like I'd, I'd smash you. But uh, <laughs> he'd roid up. Mate, yeah, he I would, would roid up, and I would. Uh, he has his vow. Over. That's his vow. I'm, I'm so glad. How this can is I break on... a vow? Yeah, he took the vow. I'm not the bad guy here. <laughs> Don't I'm apologize. glad this is on the record. I can play this back whenever I need to hear it. Yeah. I am cool because I like movies. Yeah. Uh, so on one level, it's that kind of thing. Mm. As well, on another level, is the spaghetti western that yeah. uh, Sergio Leone uh, mm-hmm. really created. And Sergio Leone, probably Quentin Tarantino of the 1960s in Italy. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Is it Leone or Leone? I thought it was Leone. Me too. You can say either way. Am I a Luddite by saying Leone? You yeah, can say either know. way. It's can allowed. Because Leone is Leone. probably the Americanized. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I call... That's how I used to call his name when he played uh, for Richmond back in uh, 57. 
I've just, I feel like I've heard Leone <laughs> yelled out across an RSL floor a few times. Oh, yeah. It is that era. Leone, era where are you? <laughs> <laughs> when he comes out and does his RSL tours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, You've lovely, been to them. They're great. The, yeah. last, <laughs> the last time. Oh, yeah. Leone for the last time. Yeah, man, it was sad, but I enjoyed it. There's also <laughs> another aspect of it. It is kind of like that 60s, 70s World War II film that is kind of a bit more fun with a little mm. bit of yeah. gumption and mm. grit, like Kelly's Heroes yeah. or The Great Escape or... Um, Dirty Dozen mm. Yeah mm. And then also It's just fucking cool It's a QT <laughs> <Man>. movie <laughs> What about you Like you just Here's the thing Like while you're watching it It's like I don't think In history There mm. is anyone That you can depict Just getting murdered horribly mm. Other than the Nazis Yeah and no, yes. Like if you two If you use anyone else People are just going to be a bit like Well you know what Their socio-economic situation yeah, yeah, Has yeah. led to that And or they religiously thought this and I, that's too much. But with Nazis, we're like, no, 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 go for it. Get like, just club their heads <laughs> in. Them, like, like lie to their faces, in. then shoot them. Like, yeah. I'm fine with yeah, that. Like, set them on has fire. a newborn baby. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't Kill him. <laughs> Scalp his <laughs> freaking <laughs> head. Make a collection out of all their scars. <laughs> his son's called Maximilian. Yeah. In the face. Fuck you, Wilhelm. Yeah, so how good are Nazis for that, right? I know. It is the ultimate, like, uh, you know, like, get out of jail free card. Pretty yeah. much an excuse yeah. for Quentin to just, like, make the most violent. And at this point, I think it... I mean, Kill Bill had probably... Was before this. Mm. But this is uh, more realistic violence than Kill Bill. Mm. Right. It's still heightened, but there are... The scalp cutting scenes are fucking grotesque. Mm. And there's throat slitting and yeah. uh, all sorts of shit going on. Fingers being put into bullet wounds. Yeah. Like it's, it's fucking grotesque <laughs> as a movie, but we don't care because we want to see them die. And it's yeah. heightened, it's heightened <laughs> at a different level from those films. I think that's what makes this really interesting is I think this is Tarantino's first like genuinely beautiful film uh, in its it, look and it style. It is a gorgeous looking film. Like yeah. He's always been a very stylish director, but he's kind of done it from the pulpy B-movie grindhouse mm. aspect, like enhancing those elements and playing on those aspects of film. But in this one, he's really going in with like classical Hollywood look, like the look of classical Hollywood films. So, you know, stuff like um, uh, Gone with the Wind and stuff like that, yeah. where it's those really big bursts of those beautiful colours. Autumn-y kind that of colours. That opening uh, 20 minutes, the opening... Mm actor mm. or chapter in the French countryside is beautiful. Yeah. The, ex- the external yeah. scenes. It could look go gorgeous. up against any German or French or Italian film. And I would like to talk Portuguese. about that. Could it go up against a Portuguese film? Unfortunately, the Portugal, no, the no, Porcos no. are not pulling it through these days as far okay. as modern cinema goes. Actually, there is... No, I've never seen a Portuguese film in my life. <laughs> I've never seen... So you just defamed a whole nation. That's actually true. I've never seen a Portuguese film. I'm sorry I've eaten your chicken, but I've not absorbed your popular culture. Have you culture. had a Portuguese tart? Oh. That seems, <laughs> no, I seems a bit I, early in the night <laughs> for questions like this. <laughs> sorry, I've had half a beer. <laughs> I've actually placed a full one off uh, by man, now. I've had a three quarters of a beer. So Mate, before, no, we, your night. before we move into any other specific scenes and get mm. more into it, let, should we just finish unpacking the mic stuff? Yeah, sorry mm. for getting... I just My Tarantino took over I'm and I had to... Sorry, guys. Well, it's we, easy to get back to as well, uh, which is um, uh, Mike Myers along with uh, pretty much the rest of the cast. I was absolutely fascinated mm. that most of the actors had normal teeth. Oh, Yeah. And I couldn't get my eyes off it. Like, really? all the way through, I was just like, I'm so used to the homogenized look of Hollywood mm. now mm. that <laughs> to see people just have, you know, 
just different bumps and different contours and slightly mm. different colours, mm. like Christoph Volt's teeth are mm. just normal teeth. Mm. And it's like, man, it was a weird thing to get obsessed with. That's what I was telling you about before that <laughs> yeah. I got to the end and I was like, I'll bring that up. And I was like, would anyone else have ever thought this? I, I'm actually, weirdly, I noticed it about Fassbender. The other yes, one. yeah. I kept thinking like, he's so goddamn handsome, but there's something about him that's like, more authentic than your normal yes. Hollywood hottie. What yeah. is it? A what little is it? non-threatening. Yeah, and then it I, feels real. Yeah, and then I realise it's that the authenticity comes from a, a lack of like work or mm, procedures yeah. done to him. Like yeah. put him next to Brad Pitt, I would say they're equally as handsome, like statuesque looking men, but Fassbender looks more real mm, in right. a way. Yeah. Though, Everyone, though Pitt is sticking his jaw out like a little monkey yeah. dog for the whole film. <laughs> It is a crazy Mate, character choice for like, him. Like, he is... Uh, he's a superstar. He's a character actor trapped in the body of Brad oh, yeah. Pitt. Like, yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. is something else in this film. He's he, so funny. Man, it? when he's just wanting Christoph Waltz to fuck off mm. at, the, at the cinema <laughs> and, you know, the look of just disdain. Cause, because Tarantino lets the scene play out... You get to watch it, you, you know, the first time you watch it, mm. it's Volts going back and forth with yeah. uh, Diane uh, Kruger. Kruger. But you, in, uh, you see Pitt in the background <laughs> and he is just emanating hate <laughs> all the way through the scenes. It was making me laugh so much. Arrivederci. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we'll I'm the one it. that can speak Italian. Burlami. <laughs> we'll have to save it for the pit stop where we talk about the films of Brad Pitt and see if he should stop making movies. <laughs> what? All right, tell us more about the rest of this scene. So, so, so Mike is talking to Faz. He plays General Ed Fennec okay, in this yes, film, yes, and yes, I was right. trying to figure out what what he's doing in this film. Like, what is Tarantino trying to save this character? Mm. And I have few things came into my head straight away was I remembered uh, this is a your perfect mission briefing scene this yeah. is and they're, it's a, they're the kind of scenes that are very rich in film history rich in spy films uh, of course James Bond is probably the one that immediately comes to mind yeah. and a few years prior to this uh, Quentin Tarantino one of his dream films to make that almost got made was he wanted to be the director of the rebooted James Bond film, Casino Royale. Oh, yeah, that's And he right. wanted to set it in the 1960s, yeah. do a pretty straight adaptation on the novel, film it in black and white with uh, Pierce Brosnan in, the, in that role. Yeah, right. And so that was in between the Brosnan-Daniel Craig era. So that was his, oh, his dream version of that. Man, imagine if Pierce Brosnan got an opportunity to make a Tarantino film. I would Tarantino love Bond film. that. I, like he's he's one of those actors that I just mm. yeah I, he would have nailed that. I yeah. think he would be like, incredible. I just actually we uh, kind of tangentially, but it makes sense. It's- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Gangster movie. I watched The Long Good Friday, mm. which Alexi lent to me. Yes. And Pierce Brosnan has a small role in it as an IRA yes. uh, gangster, I guess. And yeah. he is so sensual in his He's evilness. Yeah. He's like yeah. a real sexy bad guy. Yeah. I'd love to see... Uh, Pierce Brosnan play like a Don Johnson role in, oh, uh, yes. in a in a Tarantino movie, like a kind of like older but still a bit sexy. Yeah. Well, I'd like it bad... now that you've mentioned that. Why mm. doesn't Tarantino just make a 1960s spy movie yeah. that like is what he would have done for James Bond? Yeah. Do it with an aged, but like do it. It'd be. Uh, you know Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven, what he's like. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. He, he could do a uh, do that with uh, old mate. Imagine yeah. that. That would be a dream come true. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan is this uh, who, mm. this super spy who is right at the end of his life. He's just trying to relax. And, uh, <laughs> the game pulls him back in one well, we more keep, time. I keep trying to, as a little fun project mm. for myself, trying to come up with actors that I want to see in the Fast and Furious universe. And oh, now yeah. I want to see Pierce Brosnan as a bad guy in that. And Quentin. Oh, I want and- Quentin to direct the next Fast. <laughs> a, a bad guy uh, mastermind. Yeah, yes. of course. Yes. Yeah, play like what? Play a Bond villain essentially in the that Fast and Furious. Dream yep. come yep. true to see Vin casting. Diesel go up against James Bond. I mean, I've never seen oh. any of those films. They're uh, very cool. They're a blast. I've, I've uh, I, uh, I don't know anyone who watches them who everyone enjoys them exactly the mm. same way. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you know, some people can like movies, but if you yeah. talk to them, they have mm. different views on it. Mm. Everyone likes the Fast and the Furious. The guys who girls I know who yeah. watch it. You all like it exactly the same way, which is it is so much fun. Oh yeah, yeah. there's a wink to how much we like. Yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's to me <laughs> sounds like a, like a successful franchise, and I yeah. want to jump on board. Well, they yeah, made billions and billions of dollars. A lot of it is my money. Never pirated a Fast and Furious movie. No, I never have either. I've always paid for them. Anyway, sorry, we have gone back into Tarantino oh, God. Guys, territory. We, we got to stop this cute. I need podcast. you to. I need you to finish telling me what happens in this scene. So he. Uh, so it's the classic mission briefing scene. Hey, very, what movie are we talking about? We're talking about <laughs> no, glorious <laughs> bastards, and it's uh, it's was- a classic mission briefing scene, very much in line with the James Bond kind of scenes. Mm-hmm. And who do we know? He's an actor. Who may have played James Bond or a James Bond-esque figure. Mm. None other than Mr. Mike Myers himself in three movies titled Austin Powers 1, 2 and the 3rd. Do you think that's why he was cast in this? In a stunt There's a casting few reasons. Kind of There's a few reasons why I think he was cast in this. And I think that's one of them. It is that stunt casting thing. Mm-hmm. I think that is kind of the line that he's doing. And Tarantino's gone on the record saying that he thinks Mike Myers is the Peter Sellers of his generation. Yes. And Peter Sellers, of course, <clears throat> did play James Bond mm-hmm. in Casino mm-hmm. Royale, which is basically Austin Powers made back in the 60s. Yeah. And so it's I think he's playing on those kind of things. But also, Mike Myers himself had a, a conversation with Tarantino somewhere, and they said they were never very close friends, but every time they would talk, it would be talking about three hours. They just talk for three hours because they they're both huge movie nerds. God, I can't actually... I cannot imagine that conversation. I, I, I think... I would either love it or it would be so unbearable. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you. Even if you loved it or hated it, you'd have a panic reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be fucked up. You'd you have know? to tuck it up. God, how am I going to cope with this? Oh my god! Like two of the most earnest 
Oh, such sincere yeah. guys. Sincere yeah, film but, but, the, oh. but the fear that they would throw a question your way. Oh, my God. Well, you've seen that obscure film that oh, yes, you, we've all seen. Uh, oh, yes. yeah. Well, you oh. were. Yeah, it was one of my favourites. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Love it. I've seen it a million times. Right. I've got it on Blu-ray. There's an example of that coming up in a second. Okay. So, uh, also, Mike Myers said, if anything's coming up, I'd love to do it. And, and um, was, do, do you have the... Am I jumping on your stuff here? Because I've got the thing of... Um, about his parents. Yes, if you oh, want to say that. No, no, you go ahead and say uh, that. So, it says here on uh, the Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't know why I got which, it so... Which, wo- I don't know why he said it that way. <laughs> yeah, it felt like it deserved a little anthem. Anyway. <laughs> it's a little jingle that we have here. On Guys, the please donate to the Wikipedia. <laughs> um, Mike, Mike Myers, a fan of Tarantino, had inquired about being in the film since Myers' parents had uh, been in the British Armed Forces. Hmm. So, um... Interesting. So it's another it's another ode to his dear old dad, Mr. Spike Myers. Wow, that is actually a huge bombshell. Yes. yes. And it says, in terms of the character's dialect, Myers felt that it was a version of received pronunciation mm. meeting the officer class, but mostly an attitude of, I'm fed up with this one, and if this dude can end it, great, because my country is in ruins. So that was oh, kind of yeah. what he's. Yeah. That's how he's kind of performing it. That's how. So that's how he decided on the accent that uh, Ed Fennick should have. Yeah. Because it feels like he just went for the first British accent yeah. that you can do. He's like, well, right. I've already done Austin, <laughs> yeah. so maybe make it a little classier. Yeah, like he's classed up. Yeah, right. The Cockney. Well, you know, um, what you know what that is, uh, you know. So there was a, a comedian I used to perform with a long time ago, who, a, a very nice person who used to talk about Uh-oh, their three that means different... not funny, by the oh, way. No, 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 they were funny, but they used, to, they used to talk about their three different sets. I said, oh, shall I do this there, or shall mm, I do this there, mm. or do this... It didn't matter. It was all the same set. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so... And it was a funny set, but yeah. it just gave it different names, mm. and maybe he could only do the one voice, but he so just gives Mike, it different reasons. Yeah. Mike has Austin, Ed Fennick, and Tommy Maitland. <laughs> yeah. the three, the three British actors. Yeah, I'm worried that's me of this generation. <laughs> yeah, of this generation is that nice guy. But um, there are there, when I watched this movie again, there were a few uh, actors that straight away came to mind that I thought he was calling to. One is George Sanders. Uh, who is a great British character actor. He worked with Hitchcock a few times. He's in Hitchcock's Foreign Correspondent, where he plays a British intelligence officer as well. Mm. That same kind of attitude. He's also in Rebecca. He plays um, the cad. He often plays the cad, Mm. that really cynical character that... um, yeah, he was the guy that Rebecca was having the affair with. So right, if you didn't see right. Hitchcock's Rebecca, <laughs> if I just ruined that movie for you. Yeah. But the other one, uh, I found a Q&A, uh, like someone who'd written kind of like a transcript of the Q&A uh, with Quentin Tarantino. Q&A with QT, we'll call it. <laughs> uh, right after, right when the film was pre- premiering. So this was at the Castro Cinema, which is which is Quentin Tarantino's cinema in Los You're Angeles. A idiot. And um, uh, idiot or beautiful genius, who knows? Uh, and in it, he was when he saw about Mike Myers in the role of Ed Fennick, he said. Um, well, I have this part that's almost like a Trevor Howard character from a 1966 movie. And mm. do you guys know who Trevor Howard is? Yeah. Um, he's from The Third Man. He plays yeah. the... He, once again, he plays like a British intelligence officer mm-hmm. in The Third Man. The very cynical character. Yeah. Um, that's a great movie. It's one of the best movies yeah. of all time, I would yeah. say. And I think there's some parallels in this and that. And I was like, 1966, I want to go... What movie did Trevor Howard make in 1966? Because I was like fascinated by like, 
You know, I, I want to catch this guy out. Am I going to be uh, surprised or not? We'll find out. Okay. I want to catch him out. And in 1966, Trevor Howard appeared in the movie called Triple Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Triple Cross was based loosely on the real life story of... the movie of- that Vin Diesel remade? <laughs> <laughs> it's based Triple loosely... Triple Cross, the return of Xander Cage. <laughs> it's based loosely on the story of Eddie Chapman, believed by the Nazis to be their top spy in Great Britain, although he was actually an MI5 double agent known as Zigzag. Hmm. And who does Trevor Howard play in this? He plays literally a character called British Intelligence Officer. <laughs> Right, he. I to me that's crazy. That I mean, if anyone well, we need could to do watch it, this movie now, was that Tarantino straight away was like, yes, it's he plays this a, a character that's exactly from this year in history. That is exactly this movie. Yeah. Like it's exactly the scene. He's briefing him on how to be a double wow. agent, on how to go in, pretend to be a Nazi. That is and very on side. I think Tarantino has to call out his references now, though, because people spot them for mm. him. Yeah, so he has to be like, all right, guys. Before you do your research, yeah. yes, oh, no, I've stolen this scene. Oh, but yeah, but don't... No, is it stolen or is it inspired? Homage. homage I think homage. it's homage, for yeah. sure. But to me, it's like... But the also, way you, I'm re- like, you don't want to know it beforehand. Yeah. Like Part of the fun yeah. is like, I'm having a really good time finding this yeah. out now. Yeah, I love I love the yeah. research element of yeah. it. Yeah. It makes me realise that I might just start doing that with other people's routines. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing other people's gift rage. They've got a lot of old Carl Barron jokes. Oh, man. Yeah. Killer material. Yeah, it's great too. stuff. Yeah. It's and great. You know it's always going to work. You've seen him do it so many yeah. times. I normally just play the clips on my phone most yeah. of the time. <laughs> just into the it's mic. It's this old footy show into set. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, how much do you charge for a ticket? Oh, it's uh, it's through the roof, actually. Through but it's, it's competitive with yeah, uh, yeah. Carl. With yeah. Carl. Yeah, it's you good. undercut yeah. him a little bit. I undercut him a bit, yeah. but, it's yeah. still... but it's still like fair. 17 nights at the Inmore Theatre. Yeah, oh, You're just playing your phone into <laughs> the microphone. I saw Eddie Izzard do that. He played his Death Star Cantina bit from a YouTube clip from his phone instead of doing it. Really? Yes. It was outrageous. Was it funny that he was doing that? No, like, I don't is know. Is it uh, it went on for way too long of just watching wow. Eddie Izzard hold the phone up to yeah. the microphone. Did they do anything? Like faces? an eight minute bit. They do faces yeah. or anything? No, not really. It was because he did like a two hour set and then he said, Does anyone want to hear anything? And they were like, Death Star Cantina. And then he just held his phone That's up. That's funny shit, actually. Oh, <laughs> man. That is. Sounds pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny you to know, talk about, but it was kind of annoying at the time. Yeah, I reckon it would have been annoying, <laughs> but I reckon he would have known. Possibly uh, about a third of the way through that it was a terrible mistake, but it was going to be something he had that to commit to it. He would, yeah. Well, if it's not working now, we yeah. better go to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I will get a story out of this. Yeah, and I got a story out of it, and now yeah. the listeners got a story out of it. We all got a story mm. out of and it, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. that's compelling podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, so this is a uh, this is Mike doing a classic character trope mm. then I guess from war movies which yes, I didn't totally. I didn't really know that's a bit lost on me and I think another one of the character elements in this that we do also mm. see in the film and other segments or we almost did was uh, casting kind of like a comedic actor in a genre that doesn't always spring to mind as funny or comedy like mm. uh, he also wants to cast Adam Sandler as the the character called the bear Jew <sighs> in the movie which I can't even fucking imagine I actually can and I think that's one of um, this movie's greatest you know whenever you hear about alternate casting mm. and, and oftentimes you go oh, I'm glad that didn't happen yes. this is one where I actually I wish that that happened 
Yeah. Like, it's it's uh, no bad vibes to the incumbent, but mm. it is... Mm. That could have been something. I really <laughs> think that like, could have been something. Yeah. And and I think... I wish he got all the bad boys of SNL. Spade. <laughs> Farley. Farley. Bring him back. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Oh, all yeah. of those guys. Well, maybe, Mike Dana. Maybe he should make the third grown-ups and turn it into some oh, pretty oh fucking revenge. Oh, my Godfather. Oh, my Heist. God. Make the Godfather with these guys. <laughs> Godfather 4. Yeah. Godfather 4 starring Spade? Yeah, I'm in. Oh, <laughs> Finally, someone worthy enough. I mean, De Niro's good, but he couldn't match Marlon. Yeah, get Spados, stuff his cheeks with stuff, put a cat in his lap. Could someone? Could someone make a poster for Godfather Four, uh, Grown Ups Three? That's what it's yeah. called. Yeah, <laughs> it's a Godfather Four, dot, dot, Grown Ups Three. It's I where, actually, it's where I the... would have loved to have seen Sandler in that mm. role oh, because yeah. it was sort of written for him. Yeah, this aggressive. I mean, you look at it and you go, okay, this is basically the punch drunk love. This is basically um, Happy yeah. Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Based on a hockey stick, yeah. golf club. It's a Just, baseball He's bat. a really aggressive man who can't control his rage. I think it would have been a very different performance if mm. it was Adam Sandler doing it. It would have been more rage-filled, less... Yes. Uh, well, what's the director's name who played the part? In Eli the Roth. Eli Roth, um, who's not an actor but has appeared in some things, Tarantino things yeah. mostly. Um, I think he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's, I but think he, he's really good. He, and he's a, sexy. It's a different energy. It's yeah. more like, I don't know, like smooth or something, like a smooth mm. guy. Yeah, like, whereas Sandler's might look like, oh, did he kill that actor? Yeah. yeah. How many bodies did Tarantino really bury for think, ta- uh, for Sandler? And also, I'd love to see Sandler just get ripped for, like, oh just my to God. roid up. Just to show yeah. his bod off for once in a <laughs> change. I mean, come on, the guy wears, sl- like, bloody sweatpants and huge, like, Hawaiian shirts. I want to see his bodice on display for yeah. once in the little singlet with those great kind of pleated army pants. Yeah, and those boots. For once in my fucking life, I want to see Tar- <laughs> I want to see Sandler Sandler's show r- off his figure. Right. Sandler's what? rig, <laughs> right? You, I want to be able to compare it to you know other Hollywood actors. See oh, where right. he stacks okay. up against them. I didn't them. know what you were trying to say, but I uh, I get it now. Yeah. If you want to compare, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see him show it off, show us what he's got, and go who's packing more heat these days, Sandler or Kevin James? Who's got it? Jesus, <laughs> who's got the sweet rig that can bring us back into Man. the future? Oh my god! I really think it, it's a missed opportunity. He chose to do uh, funny people over this, mm. I believe. And I, I like that movie a lot. I like funny people too. So I can't Man. say. Oh um, wait, there's funny people too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tarantino directed Fun- it. Oh, funny wow. people as well. Uh, here it's called. Uh, that that's a movie that um, could have used uh, a 20 minute edit. Oh yeah, and uh, someone needs to be fired. Whoever yeah. made the trailer. Oh, the trailer yeah. was diabolical yeah. because it sets up the story of this guy who's successful, mm. bit of an asshole, <laughs> yeah. finds out he's dying. But in the trailer, it, it tells you he gets better. Yeah, That's so, so annoying. So you're sitting there watching the film and you you're thinking, oh, when's he going to get better? Yeah. Oh, he's better. Oh, yeah, he's still a bit of an asshole. He's still an asshole. Oh, yeah. That's annoying. And yeah. I, I make one suggestion as well. You can say cut out 20 minutes. But I want to see his bod. Why is he <laughs> his bod in the movie? Mate. 
What is wrong? I mean, I feel like you've <laughs> got... Doesn't this asshole know that this is what we're paying the good bucks for? <laughs> yeah. We want to show... We want to bloody see a little bit of skin, Sandler. It's the, sa- the same reason I go watch a Channing Tatum movie. I it's know. the same reason I go see a Sandler movie. Just to exploit this beautiful boy. Get the pecs out. Show us what you got, honey. <laughs> yeah. I hope none of this uh, podcast is edited and used against us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not throwing that suggestion out there. No, but, uh... don't do it. Please don't make us look... Like we're pervs for for the Sandman, but wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> <For the> Sandman, <laughs> but wouldn't it be cool if we actually had another link between Mike and Sandman? Mm. Because the last one we had in our last episode, we did review the 2008 MTV Movie Awards that were hosted by Mike Myers and Adam Sandler did win the Generation Award. Right? Wouldn't mm. Tarantino? Maybe he was watching out in the audience there, going. Mm. I think I just cast my masterpiece. I gotta get these guys. We gotta get these yeah. guys. Yeah, and then Sandler good, ruined yeah. it. Yeah, that sucks. That I, I would like that. Imagine having Sandler and uh, Mike Myers in uh, in Glorious Bastards. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that I is a, that's a weird. That is an thought. impressionist dream. Yeah. Imagine what <laughs> a stand-up comedian in 2009 could have been doing with that. That's yeah. true. That's true. It, he'd a be lot. like, um, he'd, he'd I mean, not, none of us are impressionists, so we can't <laughs> no. tell you listeners what that would have been like. But yeah, you know, I think um, we can all imagine. It could yeah, be I don't something. Know what you do, you just hear me saying lots of sentences in a row, and because I'm bad at impressions, you can't work out who's <laughs> yeah. who. Yeah, that just sounds the same. But just if you guys all imagine different, yeah. voices that maybe Sandler like and we can maybe Mike provide dialogue with no impressions. Like maybe he's like, um, you know, um, Michael Fassbender's like down with Hitler. All the way down. Mm. And then he's like, groovy, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. And then yeah. Sandler's like, shabba-de-doo, shabba-de-doo. <laughs> Maybe Sandler shoots yeah. Hitler and he's like, are you too good for your home? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All in the hips. Um, yeah. This is great. It's running itself. Yeah. <laughs> this then, is awesome. Then Mike Myers says like, excellent. Yeah. yeah. After Hitler's day, he's like, party on. Yeah. <laughs> now the world may party on. Yeah. You know my one disappointment with uh, Mike Myers in Inglorious Bastards is that I would, I know he he can't fit into any other part of the story, mm. but I would like to have seen how his performance would have changed opposite uh, Melanie Laurent and uh, oh, Diane Kruger because yes. oh, yeah. I don't know because he's kind of there's only like a hint of humour in the performance, yeah. but with. Like when he acts opposite women, like oh, yeah. he can't help but he comes be alive. Mike Myers. Yeah. <laughs> that is, you've actually come yes. in at the perfect time for that because often the question that we ask on this is, is Mike horny in this? And you nailed it because it's hard to tell if the guy's horny. Well, he is yeah. opposite Michael Fassbender. Yeah, yeah. Yes. As I, I said a little before, bit he might have had a panic erection. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially with Winston in the background watching, <laughs> smoking a cigar. I don't think he's horny in this, but I think he. Uh, there are some clear moments that are Mike Myers for me. I could mm. watch it and almost get sucked into believing this is any character actor. Yeah. I could watch yeah. it and go, I could, it could almost be Brendan Gleeson or GMR, someone like that. A Paulie Giamatti. Mm. Giamatti. Anyone. But then there are moments where I'm very aware that I'm watching Mike Myers. Yes. There's a couple. There's, um, there's one, just a few lines, like the down with Hitler line. Um, yeah. And the, uh, the other one that always, that got me was, it's the delivery of it when he's like, the objective of this mission, blow up the basket. Mm. Just the pause and he looks into yeah. the middle distance. Like- it's definitely got that cadency of Mike in there. Mm. Yeah, But that's all right, though. Like, you know, you see De Niro. He's got the cadence of De yeah, Niro and everything. Exactly. But I guess because it's comedic, you can um, stand out a little bit more. Yeah, because you know? you're not watching a comedy and then all of a sudden you're like, 
There's Austin Powers. Yeah. yeah. But, but, you know, Fassbender's pretty funny in that scene as well. Like, he yeah. plays that, uh, you know, that critic quite yeah, well. Yeah, he does. He does the snobbery. Uh, and uh, that scene in the in the tavern is mm. just oh, sensational. It just, you just remind me of something. I remember when I first saw this movie, it was like a big deal for me. It was my <laughs> first Tarantino movie I saw in the cinema. Mm-hmm. It was uh, after school. Me and a few friends went and saw it. And I remember just like being blown away with it. But I remember ahead of that, the one thing I knew about the film, apart from it being set in World War II, uh, was that there was apparently a few, like a scene where they were saying like, this scene's going to blow you away. The dialogue in this scene is some of the best Tarantino's ever written. And I remember being convinced it was the Mike Myers scene when I was watching. <laughs> I was like, it has to be that scene. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's just what a closet like Mike head I was back in the day. <laughs> What was the scene they were talking about? The, the I'm bunker. sure it would have been the bunker scene or even the first scene of the film. I think this yeah. film has uh, two iconic scenes mm. and those are both of them. Yeah. yeah. And it's a two and a half hour movie and it's got a lot of great stuff in it. But those uh, mo- those two scenes are probably an hour apart. Yeah. And they're the two my stand, yeah. standout scenes in them. And, and they're that, about 20 minutes each. Yeah. And then that long. crazy... Uh, you know, use of David mm. Bowie's yeah. cat people. putting out a fire cat. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like uh, that that song, and and you know when they interviewed Tarantino about it, he said, "Yeah, I always loved that song. It was in a bad movie, so I thought I'll I'll save it, yeah. put it in a good yeah. movie." Like the balls on that. Yeah, but you know, well, it's correct. It was it's a great scene. Great <laughs> scene. But did you think Mike was horny? No, I don't think Mike was horny. I think Mike was. Here's the thing. I think whenever this guy has to do drama, yeah. he um, tends to... I imagine this is what he's like on set. Mm. I imagine he's quite in it. And then after about an, an hour and a half, he starts thinking, this is weird that no one's laughing. I'm not used to yes. this. I need to get some fucking reactions from I people. I need to ham it. So he starts hamming it up a little bit, but just in little increments that mm. are just beyond reality. Thinly sliced ham. Thinly mm. sliced ham. <laughs> Honey, honey baked ham. Honey baked ham. Yeah. So it's like, he's almost a real character, but then when he starts doing those little pauses and those little smiles, I'm like, I'm watching fucking Austin Powers here. And the fact that he's wearing prosthetics and this wig and everything, Mm. I'm like, man, just, if he just reined it in a little bit more, I would fully believe. And Mm. this is a great, I reckon it's his best dramatic performance. But I think it's fantastic. But it's like, it just edges over the line. It's it's right towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Like it's right towards the end. It's mm. almost like he's. I can't hold back yeah, the Mike exactly. Myers anymore. <laughs> yeah, just like in any second he's gonna rip his shirt open and yeah. um, mm. um, touch myself or start yeah. playing. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the Union Jack all over his yeah. pants. Yeah. I think that's. Mm. I think I'm around the same area with you when judging his performance in this because I think it's great. I think it's fantastic, but I think it's not. Tarantino, his performance kind of stands out from the rest of it because I think he rather than finding that tone with the Tarantino guys he has found the tone of the films Tarantino is like Mm. uh, referencing like the George Sanders Mm. the Trevor Howard your stuff like David Niven like that's kind of where he's going in that direction with the classic British cinema Mm. and I think that's why it kind of stands out and why it doesn't fit exactly because it is a different tone but I like it. I love and it. And I do think it's his best dramatic performance. And I and I loved him in 54. Did you see 54? I haven't seen 54. I've heard uh, some pretty conflicting yeah. reports yeah. on 54. We watched it with uh, Adam, actually. Mm. And, Mr. Adam Richards. And he... Um, it was his idea to do it. 
and I can't remember if he liked it or not, but we no, all agreed. He hated it, he hated it <laughs> yeah. but we, we all agreed that, that Mike was really good in it, but he just went too far. Mm. Right. <laughs> like, right. it was almost an Oscar-level performance, but he pushed it mm. to... In the in the words of Ben Stiller, he went full retard. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, he I went, was thinking that, yeah. that, and I'm so glad you're the one that said it. But I'm, the, uh, I'm, I'm fine to say it. I would never say it about <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm quoting Stiller when I'm quoting Stiller. <laughs> no, no, no. But the... Um, yeah, it's uh, that's what I've actually heard. Yeah. That he's a, he's a little bit showbiz. It's, it's a little very, much. Like his character is supposed to be addicted to quaaludes in that movie, and mm. that's great. But he really commits to drooling and having he does no right. control of his. So, limbs. Yeah, he's so it's not that cash. far removed from yeah. saying poisoning Austin Powers. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's or poisoning Goldmember, perhaps. There's a scene <laughs> yeah. where he goes where he tries to blow Breckenmeyer on the penis. Mm. Yeah. Rather than anywhere else on his body, <laughs> yeah. and then when he gets turned down, he spits on cash like he's lying on a bed full of cash. That's something I can never get out of my head. <laughs> Hang on, did he go down on it? No, no he tries to. He tries so to. Does he spit? Just, my can't spit. just his own fluids. Yeah, he's got he his own mouth. Locks up of... a big golly yeah. on a wad full of cash, and oh. and then passes out in a quaalude uh, dream mm. or nightmare. Oh. And it's really it's one of those scenes we're watching. Going, man, if they die, if they reined mm. it in just a little bit, this would have been a. In the real This would have yeah. been Boogie Nights Yeah, yeah It would have been Boogie Nights Yeah, it would have been Boogie Nights That's disappointing sure. Because I would hazard a guess That that era And uh, that place Would generate a cracking story mm. Yeah right. There's some cool stuff be, in that movie should be in a, It should be a series If you're in Australia right now If you're in Australia right now It has just The director's cut that we reviewed mm. Is now available on Stan Oh. The streaming service stand, so it's out there now. It's easy yeah. to watch. Um, I would recommend it. It's, it's a curiosity. It's a great film curiosity. It's got some good music in it. Not too. a good movie. Not a great movie, but it's a curiosity for sure. It's got Nev Campbell in it. Yes, it yes. Does. The director's cut barely though. <laughs> She's barely in it. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's very different. It's odd. Right. Good odd. Better Interesting. Odd? It's better, but not not. Uh, but it's not good. Not good. Yeah. We should check this movie though, <laughs> Glorious <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. So, Cameron, do you want to start by checking this movie? Yes. Look, I um, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, quickly sum up my feelings on both Mike's scene and the movie mm. as a whole. I think Mike uh, that scene is a fantastic yes. bit of dialogue. I think the acting is great from all the performers, all three performers in the scene. I love it as a bit of like weird comedy and drama. But I don't know if it's just because I've watched a lot of Mike Myers mm. stuff. I can't watch it in the context of a of a, a film. I'm watching it very aware that I'm watching Mike Myers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Having said that, and this ties into how I feel about the film as a whole, this is a movie that has two bits of narration only and it's two and a half hour mm. run, both done by Samuel L. Jackson. You want Mike to get a shot. With no context. <laughs> yeah. I just mean like this is a this movie feels like it's a a mash together of a bunch of different ideas and tones and styles. So I'm fine with having a broad character actor do a sort of semi comedy, semi drama appearance in this movie. Mm. Okay, so can I check the movie? Yes, I think Inglorious Bastards is a masterpiece. Yes, I like Mike Myers in this movie. I wish he toned it down a little bit, mm. but I would love to see him do more things like this, working with great directors like QT. And that is how I feel about that. Wow. 
We need okay. to add some fat beats to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's drop some bars. Hammer, how do you feel about this movie? Yeah, I agree with what you said. Mm. Alexi? And no, but, it was, <laughs> but, it said, um, but no, I, I feel like you covered uh, pretty much all of that. The uh, I haven't watched a Mike Myers movie in a while. Mm. so They're very uh, good. Uh, yes, I've heard that. They're really um, good. But so I didn't mind that maybe... Uh, some of his tics and mannerisms were in the performance mm, at mm. times, uh, so that didn't uh, uh, that didn't really stand out for me. It felt it felt comfortable mm. watching it actually, and uh, the movie overall is uh, I just kind of feel like it's pitch perfect. Uh, yeah, mm. uh, every scene goes exactly the right amount of time. Uh, it's really funny, like you know. Mike Myers being a little bit over the top, but you've got the whole Bon journal scene. True. Yeah. That is that's, a comedy that's, that's performance pretty, too, yeah. That's pretty up there as well. Mm. It's pretty broad. Yeah, even the even the the, the beating of the Nazis by the two bear <laughs> is is really aggressive slapstick, you know? And it's uh so you, I, I feel like tonally everything is really correct and I think it mm. would have been really difficult to pull off. He makes it look Seamless and natural, yes. but it's uh, that's kind of where the genius lies because uh, one misstep and you, you know, you have a one scene that goes twenty minutes that derails mm-hmm. it or something like that. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't have that at all. And uh, yeah, I was it was it was really fun rewatching it. Uh, it just reminded me how much I love uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, I, it, I completely forgot the the joy of even though I know what happens now, that joy of, man, I don't know who's going to get through this film. Yeah, oh, who's exactly. going to get yeah. out of this film? Like when Fassbender gets killed, you're <laughs> like, but we just met him. Yeah, I like, know. What, what's happening here? And then dying Kruger goes yeah. in that horrific mm. way. Uh, I oh, never, that is um, a full-on scene. Oh, actually. my yeah. Lord. Yeah, that Melanie is... Laurent, like just yeah. what a, uh, like a She's stunning incredible. performance. She's amazing in yeah, those eyes. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Mm. So, uh, no, no, I would, uh, I, I think it is his masterpiece. That's yeah. a cracking yeah. last line. Yeah. That is the balls on it. <laughs> That's I, fantastic. I must agree. I'm going to yeah. check this movie. I think this is one of, if, I would say this is my favourite Quentin Tarantino film. Okay. I would say right up there, Jackie Brown, right behind it. I love those two films. I think this is his boldest film. I think it is his, uh, the film that he could only make. His hmm. imitators could never make a movie like this. I think his imitators like Guy Ritchie have come close to stuff like Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, hmm. but no one else could make this movie. Mm. It's got his love of film cinema, uh, film cinema history in there. It's also got this crazy bloodlust in it, and it's fucking elegant. Mm. I mean, you could not have predicted that the guy could make this before it happened, and I love it. I think it is up there. Which also, it is one of the three ten out of ten Mike Myers movies we've seen. Mm-hmm. I would say Wayne's World. That's a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Austin Powers one. The International Man of Mystery, 10 out of 10. <laughs> and then I'm going to put this right up there. This is the, yeah, right. the, the pantheon, yeah. the three great Mike Myers movies. And Mike Myers is fantastic in it. He birthed the next Mike. Not only could he handle the scene on his own, he brought in the next great Mike of cinema. Yeah, <laughs> And I think that's what his legacy is in this. And I think it's interesting that this is his first film in Exile. We've got mm. a few of his Exile movies to go mm. until we get back to the present day where he might be... The star of a TV show that has not been confirmed yet. Yeah, wow. Which is next week. So Maximum Mike in the most minimum role that yes. he had. Wow, incredible. Can I ask you a question? Would you say this is quintessential viewing? This is quintessential viewing. Mm. You must watch this 
Um, whether your name's Quentin or not, chuck it on. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I wonder if we've got one listener called Quentin out there. If your if your name's Quentin, whether it be Quentin Tarantino or Quentin Tarantino, whoever your name is, let us know. <laughs> if you are Quentin Tarantino and you're listening to this, please let us know. Or if your name's just Quentin. Yeah, thank you so much. Quentin Kennyhan is listening to this, please. We'd love to have you on as well. Thank you for listening to Quintessential, everybody. <laughs> and within that, thank you for listening to Mike Check as well. And thank you for joining us on Mike Check. Thank Justin you. Hamilton. No, that was fun. And uh, I was wrapped. I was wrapped to reacquaint myself with such a <laughs> classic movie. A great yes, movie. A great yeah. Mike movie. <laughs> now, do you have anything you'd like to uh, plug to our listeners? Anything that they should listen to? Come see, watch. Uh... You know, uh, I've got a podcast called uh, Can You Take This Photo, Please, where I interview all sorts mm. of different people. Mm-hmm. It's one of the uh, great Australian podcasts. Is it? Oh, okay. I would say. It's, nice. it's, it's been a little bit haphazard. It's been so busy this year, uh, which is good. Not as a bragging thing, more <laughs> as a case of when is it going to end kind of thing. Yeah. Do you get that way in mm. the world of comedy? It's so exciting that it never leaves you. <laughs> and, I'm more like, uh, when's it going to start? Right. Mate. Come on, guys. Give us a chance mate. out there. Mate, we're doing our best, mate. Um, but, uh, so yeah, if they want to check that out. And if, if they're Doctor Who fans, mm-hmm. we've got uh, three more episodes of Whovians on Sunday nights. We just yeah. met a bunch of our fans recently on our live show. Yeah. I would say they probably are Doctor Who fans. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, well, hopefully they're a fan of the show as well. Yeah. We, uh, it's, it's a fun one to put together. So, And Rove is, uh, <laughs> it's good to see him back in his natural habitat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's meant to be on TV. He's yeah. so so good. so good. We yeah. love him. We're yeah. big Rove guys. We're big Rove heads. Man, he makes it look easy too. Mm. Like uh, yeah. he, he comes in, he's ready to go, and everyone, you know, is having a good time. He's ruined me for any other show. <laughs> That's. Uh, I mean, we've talked. To, we've just quickly. We've bare, we've kind of touched on that pilot that we worked on before yeah. with Rove. Uh, where Rove was hosting the show. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, a masterclass in watching someone deal with. Um, working overtime as yeah. well because <laughs> the oh, show yeah. went like two hours longer than yeah. it was supposed to go the taping and just watching him have to, like just bring like it, a turn it on. yeah turn it on like a like a legend and just still be as energetic as he was at the start of the night yeah, yeah. Very, very, i yeah. learned a lot from watching and also yeah. playing with the audience and then playing with the tv audience as well that yeah. at the time didn't exist yeah yes. knowing the difference between the two knowing how to pitch it yeah you know he's on the roids yeah, you got to roid up, I Mate, reckon. you roid up, you take a vow. He took his <laughs> vow, he's nailed it. That's how you do it. If you want to get some roids, they're fantastic. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Cameron, do you have anything you want to plug before we finish? I would like to plug, if you're in Sydney on the 1st of July, go watch Becky Lucas do her show at the mm-hmm. Comedy Store. I will be opening <gasps> for her. And I'm going to... Go overtime. I'm going to go overtime. Do 45. I'm going to end on my funniest bit and she won't be able to follow it. Yeah. I heard Uh, you're going to just play the tapes of your Melbourne Comedy Festival show. I'm going to play a lot of Carl Barron stuff. Uh, (laughs) Do do 45 and then uh, take questions (laughs) and then I'll yell out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And And then we're going to do this whole podcast again You're going to close on shit on a stick with pumpkin. Yeah, and then she might end up getting to do five minutes at the end. Oh, that's awesome. She did really well. She can handle it. Yeah, I would. She'll be wrapped. She'll be so happy that you treated her with such respect. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I've got Green Lights Comedy Nights on June 28th. We've got Aaron Chen headlining. We've got one of our dearest mates, Stu Dorman, on the show as well. So many great nights. Only 10 bucks here in Sydney, Surrey Hills, at the Gaelic Club, 8 p.m. Aaron Chen's very funny. Very funny he, boy. Yeah, uh, I I, uh, I enjoy doing gigs with him, and I uh, I always enjoy. Uh, the, the difference between him on stage and off stage, yeah. you know, like there's a, yeah. he's there's a, a small bugger. difference. <laughs> yeah, I know, but the, you know what I mean, you know, yeah. it's accentuated on stage for performance. Oh, yeah, but off, time. it's still that same sort of sense of humor, <laughs> just a bit more relaxed. He just yeah. turns the volume yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. And oh, he's ladies good. and gentlemen, horny babies, if you liked what you heard, give us five stars on iTunes and in your review, leave us the title and concept for what you'd like our next super specific actor based spin off podcast to be. We got one in from Film Critic. 101 recently who said how about falling for Fallon about the works of late night legend Jimmy Fallon oh that seems vicious mm. that could be great there's well, only a handful of movies that he did but sure I think it would be very interesting because we just talked about a, fi- a movie about the uh, cinema and World War 2 and I would say Fallon is probably the Lenny Riffenstahl of our of our own <laughs> of our Goodness. own dictatorship happening Goodness. in the world right now yes wow. guys I am politically aware that is okay? a hot take wow. yes that is hot if you don't know what that means, look it up, okay? What I just said was a real takedown of a guy that I used to be a big fan of. Wow. Yeah, he ruffled the hair, dude. Yes, yeah, so he, he ruffled, ruffled the hair of the nation. My feathers as well, that's <laughs> all I going, can say. What's going on with the beard? I don't know. We Obviously, can't. What, what do you we, reckon it is? Do you we might it? have to talk about that off mic because i got some theories. All right, well, we'll quickly turn it off. Okay, it's depression. <laughs> oh, should I been to turn it off? <laughs> don't say it out loud. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. And might I say, I think we just recorded our masterpiece. <laughs> yes, yes, baby. It's my check, it's my check, the podcast.